0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Set Your Expectations. This is the show that takes a different guest on each week to explore different careers and aspects of life, break down those uh, misconceptions we all have about them, and show us what it's really like to do those things day to day. I am your host, Joe Gerger, and with me, as always, is Josh. Josh, who do we have today?
1: Well, Joe, today we have Kevin Lynch, or as his friends know him, Carp. He is the bass guitarist from the band Ghost Native. Ghost Native can be found at Ghost Native Band on Twitter. Um, Carp sat down and talked to us about what it's like to, again, be in a band, like a really popular local band, what it's like to tour, what it was like to uh, learn music, what it's like to just essentially be part of the writing and producing process, um, and honestly, he told me, me a lot of things about uh, like the road life and show life that I didn't know that like he experienced. So I thought it was pretty cool.
0: So without further ado, we're gonna unleash him on you in three, two, one. <laughs>
2: Kevin Lynch, also known as Carp. I play bass in Ghost Native. Okay. Tell me a little bit more about Ghost Native. Um, Ghost Native has been around for, we started two years ago. Um, and it's just I'm a lot of hardcore band here from good old Toledo, Ohio. Is that your first band? No, no, definitely not. I've been through, God, I don't know, probably like five or six bands.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so how, how old are you now? I'm 27. i be 28 in like a month. It sucks. I thought you were older than me. Nah. Man, we're just about the same. I just turned twenty eight not too long ago. I'm trying to. The the problem is, like, I lost my hair at such an early age that my time doesn't really really work. I look at people. Yeah, you're already already grandpa age. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, I think uh, like Dylan gets the same
2: treatment. It's just like once you lose your hair, people just assume that you're over thirty. What's wrong with this (laughs) time?
0: He just gets a rocking chair and just deals with it. (laughs) Right, for sure. So you you strictly play guitar? Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of all. I mean I don't really play like drums or anything like that,
2: but I I can appreciate it. But yeah, I've been playing guitar, uh and bass or whatever since I was like I don't know probably like fifteen. Okay. So was that
0: when you got in your first band or were you just kinda of doing that on your own?
2: Well I mean I was I like dabbled with like keyboard and stuff like that before that and just other musical instruments but um mm. Yeah, fifteen was like that's when I was like, man, I really want to like get into guitar and like see like what being in a band and stuff like that I was like, you know, just like the young rock star dream when you're a kid. So,
0: sure, sure. Um, what do you like? How has the progression gone since since then, from where you started in your first band to where you are now? Oh, I mean, I would like to think that i would improve. Like, I
2: think I think everyone, if you look back at yourself, you can be like, if you don't look back at yourself, like in the Early years, and think, Man, I was a fucking plug, then <laughs> like you haven't grown, you know. What I mean, if you're looking right. back and you're doing the same stuff and you don't think that you're a plug, then you, you're just a not, you haven't matured as a person. And that doesn't, I don't just mean like as like a person, like philosophically, but you know, yeah, you know, off- yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. You want, to
0: improve, you want to improve yourself as a guitarist, yeah, exactly, or a musician, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, you always want to think, like How can I be doing this better? You, yeah, absolutely. You, Even if you're doing it great, you want to be doing it greater. Yeah. If you're doing it greater, you want to be doing it greatest. Yeah, for so,
2: sure. Well, I think the, the trick to a lot of that, too, is like surrounding yourself by people that are either as good as you, or if not more talented, because it kind of forces you to get good. Right. You know what I
0: mean? Are you... Like, where you're at now, do you feel like this is the most comfortable you've been in a band? Like,
2: oh, absolutely. We uh, like I've done more in this band than I've done in any of my bands, and I think... That's just been the state of it with any band I've ever been. It's like, you, you join a new one, and you're like, okay, this is better than my life. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a give and take. You get learning experiences from previous ones, and you're like, well, this situation sucked. I don't want to be in that situation again, so. This is what I got to do, not make that happen. Exactly. So yeah, we've do, I've done more, more in this band than I've done in any band. It's, I'd like to see it do more, so.
0: So is this, you said you've been doing Ghost Needle for about two years? Yep. Uh, yeah, it's been two years. Um, is that the longest uh, any of your bands have run so far? I think
2: I, I hope this I hope this doesn't bite me in the ass. But uh, most of our bands are like that. Have been in, usually lasted like two or maybe three years, and then something happens where it yeah. doesn't work out. Like I said, this one is one we've done the most with this one. So yeah,
0: it seems like you guys have like a a trajectory, like you know that that maybe you you guys didn't you didn't really have as a unit in your other bands. Like you guys seem to me having watched you go through, you know, like the war incident. obviously you were younger, but different things. So up to where you are now, I feel like it seems like you guys all kind of have the same idea of where you're headed. Yeah. uh, It's, it's
2: definitely, I mean, getting like, like like-minded people and being on the same page. Um, And then, you know, setting goals. I mean, we always have to make sure that there's like deadline. It's, it's kind of weird, but you put deadlines on yourself and goals for yourself and you want to see them met by the time. It, It makes like a weird pressure, but it's like, in a good place, you know what I mean. It, it forces you to to work
0: hard. As a band, like how do you guys work out the dynamic for like who is in charge of what, who pushes what? Is that everybody like is always trying to to go go go?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I think we. I mean, we all work together as much as we can. Everybody has like their little niche, like something that they they do, or something. better than other people. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pat. I mean, it's it's no secret. Pat is like our primary songwriter. I mean, he has his own studio. He he if he like he's always working on music, you know, I mean, that's just what he does for a living, which is, you know, I respect him for that, but I usually do a lot more, like, the business end stuff for Ghost Native, like, not just financial, but, like, try to handle the the marketing and promotion and stuff like that, so, and then uh, a lot of our booking, too. I mean, we all help, like I said, everyone helps in their own way, sometimes people get other shows or do some writing or something like that, but I mostly just handle the business end for Ghost Native, besides
0: performance. So, can you tell me a little bit about, like, what your... Describe to me Ghost Native. If, if, if I was somebody who didn't know you, and you're going to tell me what Ghost Native is, what kind of music you play, how would you describe it? Uh, just for, like, an average person?
2: Like it would, cause for, the layman, yeah. for the layman, you oh, know. For the layman? But usually I just tell people that it's metal, but yeah. it's not screamo, because people, for some reason, always think that if you're in a metal band that you're in a screamo band, and that's not the
0: case at all. Yeah, so, yeah I mean, I think that's a pretty common misconception. But, yeah,
2: but I mean... I don't know aggressive, punchy music
0: in your face.
2: You know that's the that's the best way I
0: could. What would you like? Okay, so how do you and your and your bandmates classify that? If it's not for somebody who's like the the average blog melodic, melodic melodic hardcore, hardcore yeah. Melodic I hardcore. mean, for someone who, if you know subgenres and because
2: obviously you have metal, which is generalized, but then there's a million different subgenres. But where we consider ourselves a melodic hardcore band. So and that
1: differentiate differentiates itself in what way from. like regular yeah Uh, a
2: lot more there's like to make it simple there's a lot more like, uh, like pretty chords and other progressions under it it's not just like really in your face all the time we have parts where it gets cleaned up and it's it's like I don't know easier to listen to there might not even be vocals behind it so it's just like
1: so how much sweet picking is there? Uh, actually, I don't, I
2: don't think we really have any sweet picking. Oh, there, there might be like a couple like leads here and there, but no. no.
1: Can't you're messing up, dude. I know, dude you I, know I, sweet picking sounds sweet. You know, when,
2: I was a, you know, when I was like a younger musician, I used to be like, man, it's all about shredding. You know, I just want to be the shreddiest dude. And now I'm like, I mean, some of that stuff is still cool, but. Right. I just want the music to sound good and I want people to vibe, you know? So, oh, yeah.
0: so like, from a hardcore band to a melodic hardcore band, well, how does that differentiate your job and what you do as a the
1: There's the word I did not say, differentiate. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> um,
2: well, actually, I mean, for Ghostsaint, I mean, I've been playing guitar for, like I said, since I was, like, 15, but for Ghostsaint, Sando- play- I play bass, which is fine. I mean, it's still a guitar, technically, but um, I don't know. I mean, I just try and my job is to... For the way that I approach bass, I try and blend or meld everything. I think bass is like the meld between all of the all of the instruments together because you you want to make sure that you're like in the pocket with the drums, and you want to know that you and the drummer are like tight and everything sounding good on the rhythm end. But you also need to make sure that you're writing something that's either that's complementary to the guitar as well. So it's kind of like the glue to meld everything else together, in my opinion. That's just my approach to bass
0: so what what are you more comfortable with like a bass guitar or a regular guitar or have you been like now is it just they kind of you can hop on either one well
2: oh, yeah i can i can definitely do either one and it depends on like what kind of music i'm playing or whatever but um it's weird over the year. like when i was like a young kid i was like oh, i don't really want to play bass but i'll do it and then now it's like i know actually i almost enjoy it more than guitar especially like, really. Like, Especially playing live, like if I'm just jamming at home, I'd rather play the guitar if I'm like writing or something, like a guitar is going to be where it's at, but for like playing live, uh, bass is like, I don't want to say it's easy, because like, I mean, sure, it's easy for some bassists that don't write anything crazy, but then at the mm-hmm. same time, like, like that's like, something that I hear.
0: I I will hear people say like, "Oh, the bass just hits the same three notes." Yeah,
2: I mean that's. I mean, there's bass that's out there. Like, I mean, if you listen to Nickelback, then yeah, you're, that's, right. You're gonna have that, but <laughs> like, that doesn't mean that every. There's a lot of really good bass players out there that write. It's not just three notes. Yeah, good play.
1: Like good bass players make like just real funky bass lines. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, like it, like you know like just I mean like I've seen Carp do funky shit in the middle of a metal show like just like just it's, it's I don't know, it's just, fun. just it's yeah it's great.
2: Well, like, uh, I mean, I, you know, if you look at like Red Hot Chili Peppers, I mean, Flea is like, yeah, he kind of carries that band, you know, and it's, he's a bass player, you know. So I, I feel like bass players don't get their due credit. But I, like I said, I'm not saying that there aren't bass players out there that are just
0: boring, but at the same time, there are some really sweet ones. So when you introduce yourself, do you say you're a guitarist or do you say you're a bass guitarist because that's what you do right now for Ghost Native, which is your primary thing? I just tell people I'm a musician because... It's, it's easier to do that. I mean, if people ask
2: specifically what I play in the band, then yeah, I, I do backup vocals, and I play bass. But, I don't know, it's weird being like, um, when you say you're a musician, and this is something I've learned over the years, it's uh, there's a difference between someone who's like, if you're like, I'm a guitarist or I'm a musician, because there's so much more involved if you want to take music seriously. You want to like, if you want to push it to the next level... It's not just about playing your instrument and right like there's so much yeah like, there's a the business and you know you have the marketing and there's so much to like consider and
1: like a guitarist plays guitar a musician yeah. is like, a musician yeah you exactly you know, yeah. Just,
2: it's not just like oh i only play my instrument and that's it like you think you're constantly thinking about way, you, way more than
1: just you're your, writing your music, your music and writing you know composing and, <laughs> exactly yeah yep. so,
0: so when you meet somebody for the first time when you tell them that you are a bassist or a musician or, mm. or whatever, what do people generally? What do you see going through their heads? Ah, uh,
2: oh, this dude probably plays three notes and doesn't do shit in the band. That's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I assume because, like, I mean, most people are just
0: they can't classify you as the weakest link because you're a bass.
2: I I never like if they think something like that. No one's ever like said it outright. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm sure some people are probably oh he doesn't do shit in the band because he plays bass. <laughs> you know well, what I
0: mean. So okay, so so that's probably not something that people say to you like oh you play three notes. But yeah, like, yeah. what kind of stuff do they say to you that you're like mm, no that's that's not what it's like. Like what do you hear a lot? Uh, either I, from either from people like in different age groups, like maybe family or or even people in your own age group. That you're like, ah, just, you just don't
2: know my music. Like you don't get. it i dude, I'll, uh, it's like flogging a dead yeah. horse. But the uh, scream, the screamo, the screamo <laughs> shit. That's it. <that's, laughs> that, oh, you play Oh, is it that screamo? That's all you ever hear. Is like if people don't listen to metal, they're yeah. not into it. It's, it's
1: like people heard that word. Like an older generation heard that word associated with one thing one time, and they're right. just like, well, that's it. That's all of it. The, right. the whole no, all that music. You know what I think, right. I think if Anyone long, yells.
0: It seems to me like. I kind of just stick it with, like, everybody for a long time was like, oh, what the fuck did we call that? Like, what's the word? And, like, everybody, like, just had a word on the tip of their tongue, and somebody was, like, screamo. And they're like, ah! That's, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, no, that's... No, that's I,
2: screamo. on well, The other thing I think it really did is, like, uh, like the whole scene movement, you know? Uh, I'm, I, think, yeah. I was I was a bit at, big advocate. I'm not going to front neck like I didn't uh,
1: do don't, all that We shit. all
2: were. So we're whatever, exactly. <laughs> but, see, that was such a big thing, and it was, like, so... It was so new at the time. Yeah, and that was our counterculture. Yeah, I mean, exactly. But it it was weird because it became big, and then that's something that, like, I think when it became, I I would say, more mainstream, and people people that were... I call them normies. When normies discovered what that (laughs) is, when normies figured out what that is, then they were like, oh, they call it Screamo, so now everything after that everything after like 2006 is going to just scream yeah, up. there's nothing yeah. you can you, do You about think it. that that's because of the scene this oh moment. yeah because it got so big so fast yeah i
1: mean i think because that was like that was the first movement with the advent of myspace i think those, th- those two things went hand in hand like right with the, with the myspace boom and into facebook yeah those were like, the two things that were happening right then yeah so it kind of just like skyrocketed it's like oh everyone can see everyone else is doing so everyone like that's why like, 2005 2006 Everyone looked like everyone else yeah. because we were all looking at the same picture on Facebook right, exactly. or on My, MySpace trying to be that dude. For sure,
2: viral
0: media, dude. That's
1: and that's, that's I think that's and that's like
0: he once got that haircut.
1: Yeah,
2: and everybody yeah, got that haircut.
0: Once, yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> but that was the thing, like that. I think that was part of it. Is like that's, but that's a mistake. I think only our generation, like that's an our generation kind of mistake, right? Because we were all looking at the same shit because we were all just getting hit to the internet. Right. And it was like I think it's it was a weird disaster like kind of how i assume bell bottom's getting big because tv like color tv and shit right yeah i mean that's but yeah is. like so it was was like we all look the same for about three years right. and then we're just like oh shit we gotta stop that, there. that.
0: but the music has kind of stuck like right now the music is stuck i mean the same kind of thing happened obviously with with punk and yeah sex pistols and everything and everything came out of that and then it, it turned into like pop punk and that kind of right. transformed and pushed into the scene but like, the music, I feel like your guys' music is really prevalent, at least here in in the Toledo scene. Yeah, we
2: do we do pretty well here. I mean, we have a pretty good fan base and it's But, like, I, it's very humbling because, like, a lot of, I think Toledo gets a bad rap from a lot of people. And I actually, I like my city. I've, obviously, I've lived here. I mean, when I was younger, we lived in Texas. So I don't remember that much about it, but... I'm like here, what,
1: too. I don't know like people talk shit about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird because it's like, yeah, I mean... Things suck, but everything fucking sucks. Like, everything sucks in its own way. But I mean, it's very easy to live here. I there's mean, a lot in Toledo. Yeah. And, that, you know, I mean, we have like one of the best art museums. We have one of the best like the zoos. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like people just come here and they're like miserable and they're like, this fucking sucks. But, well, the problem is
1: Toledo's worst enemy. We have like six breweries and like no. Like, yeah. All the, yeah. There's, the there's most, plenty most. The, like, The here, most yeah. bars per capita in the United States. Hey, so Toledo's
0: worst enemy is Toledoans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if yeah. if they could get if we could get out of our own way for five minutes right. and maybe vote to keep everything that's important here, like then shit, this just the city right. has a lot of great stuff. No, for sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have the you go downtown and you can see all the things that are down there, you know, right? The Munhen Stadium and you have Wallay, Like there's so much stuff. Yeah, in and, there, and they're opening the, up the, the Marina District, and there's like a ton of new bars and stuff that are getting opened down there. Oh, yeah. the bar scene in yeah. Toronto is gigantic, and I and think that's cool. that. That kind of helps helps you out. I feel like that that kind of helps you guys out because you guys, I know you guys play sometimes, or at least you used to, at some of the bars in Toledo as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the
2: life for this is, like, those are our venues. That's where we go, you know? Right. But, I mean, like I was saying about being having, like, a good fan base here is, like, obviously home is where you want to set up, but, like, it's very humbling because when we, before we ever toured or, like, played a lot of out-of-town shows or anything like that, we were like, man, I can't wait to get out of my city. I can't wait. Then you go and it's, you know, it's, it's the big fish and, uh, like in a big ocean, you know what I mean? We're like, okay, well we're doing well in our own town. And then you go play somewhere else and no one knows who the fuck you are. Yeah. You know
0: what I mean? So, and then you come home and you're like, wow, you know what? I really appreciate my scene a lot more now. So like on the subject of Toledo, obviously like you have an appreciation for your, for your city now. Would you relocate for, for your music? Do you think that that would be worth going somewhere else and like, if, about it to live?
1: like if Los Angeles came and called they're like we're ready for ghost native.
2: Oh, well, personally myself, I would love to do that just because I think maybe that's the only thing that I don't like you about here is the weather. Yeah, yeah. It's snowing horribly right now. Yeah, I think I actually think we're in a level 3 right now, so. Yeah, yeah but we're that's there. But that's
0: you relocating because of the weather. Well,
2: well I mean, that. it's not just I mean, it's not just that. Like obviously it would be like a personal gain because mm-hmm. of uh, that's my only like, my bad rap here, but yeah, I mean, LA is like you know, if you if you can make a name out there, then you'll you know, what I mean, it's smooth sailing. That's like that's like the the media capital of the world, basically. You know what I mean? So if you if you can do something sweet out there and you get noticed out there, I'm sure you can get noticed anywhere.
1: Yeah, even like venue shows, like downtown LA, pay. A ton of money yeah like
2: if, if, like, if not if i mean even if it's not paid you're, you're gonna have so much exposure yeah like, if you're
1: somebody's band for the night like that's a it's yeah. exposure and it's a huge paycheck right
0: would you ever uh consider like solo solo work i know that I don't, I don't think you've ever in the time that i've known you at least that you have ever tried recording solo stuff Right. Uh, I've always seen you do like ensemble pieces and like work with bands. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that that's something that you would do as a side project and try to do on your own? I know you you don't sing, but yeah. But would you maybe just you know be a musician, just sit there and, and try to Esteban uh, style? Yeah. Uh, actually, the stuff like that, like it crosses my mind all the time, and
2: there's like I always have like ideas for stuff, but my big my big thing is like time. You know what I mean? Because I like right now I'm working two jobs, and it's just I do that by choice. And also, like I mean, I spend a lot of time with my girlfriend, you know. So right. I mean, I do that, and then band. It's like you know, what I mean, I'm getting pulled four or five different ways. So you just try to make time where you can. But
0: so, what's your what would you like to see happen? And I guess this is maybe an obvious answer to this, but where would you like to see Goats Native go next? Oh, if if I could have whatever I wanted, like it's it's not about the
2: money. It's just I just want to be on the road. Like it's it's cool but i mean it also i mean it's a bittersweet feeling being on the road it's, it's very cool but at the same time it's also like it's very uh i don't know it can get pretty hectic or like almost depressing at some points like really? yeah, well
1: you're like living in a van and showering at gyms right like yeah
2: no i mean that's yeah you you're basically stuck in like a metal fart coffin is, the there, size is, is that, that, that
0: where you shower on the road I yeah guess. no
2: the planet fitness is like oh that's like a pro tip that i can get for if you're like a musician or, like, a band that's, like, on the road. Yeah,
1: you buy that any membership? Dude, yeah. The Planet
2: Fitness card membership is clutch. Like, because you can go to, like, anyone, and they have, like, hundreds of them all over the United States. Yeah,
1: there's, just, there's about 400 right here in Toledo. Yeah. So is
2: that exactly? <laughs> yeah, so you just go, and, you know, like, that's one thing that'll definitely lift spirits when you're on the road, is, like, no one wants to be, like, stinky, and, like, you're already cramped. Like I said, like, a fucking metal fart coffin with right. four or five other people. Yeah. Right. So getting a shower in is like the best part of the day you know you know like like, all right at least you don't stink for the day and you have some new clothes
0: on do you think that that is one of the reasons that kind of drives bands apart because they spend too much time in clothes together or do you think it's usually like creative differences
2: i think well i mean if you're if your band is fortunate enough to get to a point where you can go out on the road like that um it's definitely something that will like make or break for sure i mean like i said you're you're in close proximity to these people like I mean, you, you can reach out and touch anyone that's in the, you know what I mean? So, and then on stage, you know, you're playing stage where it's cramped and you're just stuck with this person, like, it's, I would say it's even worse than like, you know, when you're, when you're like a kid and if you had siblings, like, you're like, oh, you know, they, people say like sibling rivalry, but like, even if you guys were in like a room, you still have your space. Mm-hmm. But like, when you're doing that, like, you're next to somebody all day, every day for, you know after two weeks, three weeks, a month, like four months, it depends on how long your tour is, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> there's definitely gonna be some growing pains,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Duh, yeah.
0: If you could play any other like instrument as proficiently as you can the guitar and bass, like what would you choose?
2: Uh, actually, I don't, I've always been super into the bagpipes, and from what I understand, really, yeah, uh, from what I understand, bagpipes are one of the most difficult instruments to play because they seem like it, yeah, you have to, the, you have to like constantly have the airflow and then you're also like changing notes and everything else but yeah they, i don't know maybe it's like my irish heritage or something i just i just think they sound <laughs> sweet You know, they just sound cool they look cool i don't know
1: it's his yeah. irish heritage a notoriously scottish instrument right
2: right no i mean i'm just yeah it is. i mean it is a fucking scottish instrument but yeah no it's just something about like that the bagpipes that are they just they do so,
1: they sound rad man like
2: yeah especially yeah. you know if you go to like a, like a pub or something and someone's like in their And I don't care if you're Irish or not. Like, you go to a pub and you hear, like, some Irish music, damn, and you're like, all right, this is sick. I'm trying to get drunk and I'm trying to dance. I don't
0: know, whatever. So at this point here in your music music career, would you say that you are, uh, you you know, getting more or less in terms of, like, benefits uh, from that? I know you're working two jobs, but I think that's a thing that a lot of musicians do, trying to build themselves up. Yeah. Um, Where you're at now... When you started this had you expected you know to be farther had you expected that it was going to be harder than it is now because now you're going farther and doing different things what did you expect versus what you are actually having
2: um actually when when uh pat and i first started jamming because pat jeremy and myself were all in the golden dawn before this which was fine and we kind of knew that that was coming to an end but i talked to pat kind of when we knew that it was going to end and i'm like yo i still want to do like heavy music i still want to do so pat worked on the song and i was like yeah this is something i'm into like i'll learn it and he was like well we need to get some new members and stuff so i'm like okay well i know a dude who drums which was sean i've been friends with sean for a long time um and i think he was he was drumming with arson before uh and i don't for whatever reason that didn't work out but i was like yeah you know i know some people so basically we started it up but we went into it with no expectations we just knew that we wanted to keep playing because we were having fun doing it and we didn't with the golden dawn we didn't want uh to put any like any stress that didn't need to be there because that band was
0: like very very stressful but it didn't need to be you know what i mean especially for, for being like a local band it's just yeah i mean and, you, and you, that's one of the things i think it goes hand in hand with you saying like you've learned from your past experience exactly uh, so yeah, you I mean, don't want to repeat what you know didn't work exactly so and that's
2: that was one that's like probably the only expectation we had with ghost Native. like when me and pat first started jamming and, and got everyone involved it was like we didn't want to do a repeat of things that we did before and i think we all everyone had different experiences from different bands where we're like, this sucked and that sucked let's not do this let's not do it i mean it's very specific stuff but um we went into it that was probably our only expectation but i never thought that ghost Native would be like you know we did a tour last year i didn't think that we'd be putting out like a our full length like, record comes out next month you know what i mean so that's what i was gonna ask next
0: actually uh in the two years that you've been together i want to know uh, how how did like you going on tours progress and how did your how is your music music produ- production progress?
2: oh um well i mean our first ep that we put out the dead plants ep that was uh all of our music is everything we do is diy not just the music but like all our like our shirt designs we design them ourselves and then we get them sourced locally here which is another thing we're very big advocators on like getting local support like you know exactly the scene here is big and it's not just there's a lot of talented people here whether you're like a tattoo artist or a musician or like i said i mean we got a friend who does our screen printing and he's, he's awesome it's uh um, Mark and he he runs Little Elephant Studio, but they also have uh, Screen and Fever, and that's who we get our screen prints through. So, but um, the- shame
1: just that like shameless plug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. Just help everyone out here.
0: Right. No, I mean, it, it, I mean, mean it, it
2: is right. what it is. They definitely all these people definitely help us out, and they wouldn't we wouldn't be ghosting it without their help. As I mean, it's just
0: like we're people that are on the radar like exactly. what was what it was all about right right,
2: exactly yeah and had another person who just helped lift in the scene and make it great here like Peapod's been a b- I've seen that dude at shows personally he doesn't just go to like our shows he goes to a lot of shows and he booked his own like he had his Peapod yeah. yeah he had two exactly mm-hmm. and that's a, that's my point is it got it got enough hype that they got to do a second one you know what I mean mm-hmm. so
0: yeah he said he worked I think he worked with Innovations mm-hmm. on that
2: Yep, that's a uh, they, they're pretty much they pretty much run the music scene around here as far as like Giving you places to play. Its innovation is like they're the them. And then we've worked with Realm before, which is I don't know if they have like an actual.
1: I like always Realm, Realm doesn't have a uh, like an agency. Yeah, they're just
2: they're yeah. just Realm. Realm is Realm. That's it. But,
0: yeah. So tell me about your tour progression. When did you really start touring uh, and going out places that were not Toledo? Um. Actually, I want to say we ri- we originally put out the the Dead Plants
2: EP. I think it was Christmas Eve two years ago. So that was like when we when we went public. Okay. So, so
0: you've been together just a little bit longer than two years. Though.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean that's like, I mean I guess technically it would be even longer, but we we were working on stuff for months before that, but we went public with it like.
0: Around the time you released the EP. Yeah, exactly.
2: That makes sense. So that's like our official date or whatever, but um, your, uh, what was your Like the touring, when did you start touring? Oh yeah, uh, so we we would play like I think like our first three months of when we went public or whatever uh we would play like local and it's like you know it's a grind when you're a new band it doesn't matter if you've been in the scene for a while or not but you have to you got to prove yourself mm-hmm. you know what i mean
0: so so connections alone were good yeah i mean it was enough to get us
2: in the door but you know people wanted to know that we were going to have a draw on that people were going to come see us so we had to prove ourselves that way but you basically beg, barter, and scrape your way into like you know like places that you want to play, like, you know, we have a pretty good following in Detroit and, yeah. and Detroit metro area,
0: but it's because... Is that your biggest following that's not here in Toledo? Probably
2: Detroit, yeah, which, I mean, you know, it's only an hour away,
0: but... Yeah, I know you guys do a lot of Michigan-based shows. Yeah, which is...
2: Yeah, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of... Michigan has a really good hardcore scene as well, mm-hmm. like, a lot of hardcore, regular... Any of that, their scene up there is, like, really good for that, so we, we kind of fit in up there, and, like, we've made a lot of friends up there, but, yeah, we had to... The, the first out-of-town show we ever played, we we got offered to play. It was like a birthday show and it was a Detroit metro area. But yeah, we, the guys, it was like, yeah, I don't know anything about you guys. So we just sent him some music and whatever. And he's like, I'm a promoter and all this stuff. But I mean, I'm trying to look at it from a promoter standpoint. I mean, you have people asking you every day, like, hey, I want to play. Can you book us? Can you book us? Can you book us? And, you know, some bands aren't serious. Some are. So like they have to weed through this stuff. So you literally have to like, anytime we play somewhere new or out of town you you have to go and you have to kill it because then they'll ask you to come back and it's you know what i mean if you got fans that just show up and they leave after they play and something right. like that like promoters don't and want
0: they don't even stay for like the support to exactly so and promoters see that stuff and they don't they don't want to
2: they're not going to ask you to come back they don't want you to you know what i mean even like it's bad etiquette exactly and that's so if you have all these people that are asking you about stuff like that like and you don't want to deal with it. Like eventually, you. Be- I think that most promoters just become jaded, and they just don't want to deal with those situations. So they. You know, it's hard to get booking. Like, if you don't know anybody, but once you start building a rapport, like they'll ask you to come. back Like you know, when we played, we went on tour. We, we went to um one of the dates was in Pittsburgh. Okay. We've been asked to come back to Pittsburgh. Is that the furthest you've gone? Um, our farthest state was Missouri. We went to kicking it out with. Uh, I think is it Nelly that's from there. Is he from... Uh, he's from, no, St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we drove through St. Louis. Our show was like... um, That show was actually pretty cool. We, The venue we played at was like three venues in one, and Citizen was actually playing upstairs, which is cool because they're from here, and they're, yeah. they're huge. And uh, I was, I've was i actually... uh I went to high school with a couple of the guys. I was so,
1: yeah, you know this guy's personally, don't you? Yeah, yeah.
2: and it, it was cool to be like, you know, we're driving, here we are, like, you know, 10, 12 hours from home, and then people from home are playing right upstairs you know what i mean yeah, so that,
0: that's pretty awesome. so that was just coincidence yeah it was it was strictly coincidence which is that's awesome Did yeah, you was, started, like, that
2: yeah they uh, their show was a bit earlier than ours so we got there and then uh they were playing upstairs so like you know you get a wristband to the venue so we went upstairs and watched them for a little while and then came downstairs and that's when we played so
0: so i know mean, you have your dead point cp and you had mentioned that you're about to put on a cd um is that the is that gonna be your first full length it is our first full length yep first lp um is that your first lp period or just for ghost native
2: both yeah it's uh it's gonna be our first lp through ghost native and then this will be the first time that i've ever got to a point with a band where we did a full lp like a full release so
0: so that's gonna be exciting
2: yeah it's it's definitely uh miles some milestones are being met here which is cool what's it called Oh, uh, the the for the full length. Yeah. Uh, we're actually going to go with uh, the title we have now. Now is of nature beyond compare. Okay. So I I think we're going to go with that one. Are you guys
1: getting impressed?
2: Yeah, we'll have like the jewel case and all that stuff. So really? It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be like you'll have the booklet with all the lyrics and all that's that. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome.
0: yeah, it's going to look hopefully it'll look pro. We'll see. So I want to know how long have you been working on to lead up? Well, what what's your release date for this?
2: Um, actually, our tentative release date is January seventh.
0: Okay. And, and how long have you been working on this to to get you to January out
2: Oh, man, we've been working on this uh, basically as soon as we launched the Dead Plans EP, which was... Two years yeah, ago? Yeah, but we've been working on it, uh, I would say about a year, like, you know, there was like... like
0: strictly, like, making a plan and... Yeah, yeah, and for, just
2: started writing and, like, hashing stuff out and getting everything all prepped and ready to go. But yeah, we've been working on this release for, like, a year. How many yeah. tracks is there gonna be of this? It's gonna be ten. Ten? Yep. Okay. I don't know, like the actual, um,
0: like length. I don't know. It's probably close to like a forty-five minute uh, album. Right. So. oh yeah, that's nice. Um, so, I'm talking about free time. I mean, you're you're touring. You're going as far as you know, Missouri, Pitt, Pittsburgh right now. Mm-hmm. You're up in Michigan a lot, mm-hmm. and you also obviously you have two jobs um, to to try to propel that and and help you out more. Yeah. What What's your free time like? man few and far between i mean mm-hmm. like i said between the two
2: jobs and then i spend a fair amount of time with my girlfriend when we can i mean she works a lot too but um and then the band i i don't know my free time is limited i i also enjoy playing video games but i don't even get to do that as much because i'm getting pulled four other ways
0: you know yeah
2: yeah definitely
0: so uh yeah you, you haven't touched a new pokemon then huh? no uh, no i, dude, I <laughs> uh it's i think it was 3ds i'm whatever.
2: sure well i used to have i got rid of that i didn't play i don't have time to play it but yeah. uh no, the, I, I, got, I'm sure you guys are probably going to be sad on this,
0: but I kind
2: of came up on Pokemon after, like, Gen 2. Like, yeah,
0: well, this is the first, this is the best game since Gen 2. Yeah, okay, truly. Is that, okay,
2: because do they
0: still have, like, fridge Pokemon in there? Because
2: when I saw, all that fridge, I was like, <laughs> I can't fuck with this game anymore.
1: Yeah, there's, well, maybe, there's still some weird designs, but, yeah. I mean, that's, you're going to have that. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: how... how I mean, to be fair, Gen 1, you literally have trash Pokemon well, i mean grammar yeah you know, look, i mean they
2: just they're just sludge yeah but i mean that was like it was the first gen so it's like okay it's not I don't know when I saw like a second pl- gen you just had a tree <laughs> which I, don't, I, I can see what you're saying I don't know when I saw like appliances I was like all right we're reaching for the this well that's
1: that's road he he's a he's, like a he's like an electric Pokemon he's yeah electric ghost and he just possesses appliances
0: yeah like in this game oh. he, he's in your I see I thought
1: so in this sh- so in this game he's in your Pokedex your Pokedex is alive and he, to and he you talks know, to you like,
0: and like, he gives you tips and like tells you what like oh this is what you're supposed to do yeah like he's, 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 a, he's another, like, like uh, his, his Pokedex has got
2: a Siri now yeah yeah exactly, exactly. exactly. exactly, yes. exactly what it is.
1: Okay. yeah no i mean that, that idea was so good that even uh pokemon stole it so <laughs> <laughs> like
0: yeah steve jobs uh his his legacy just lives on you know yeah
1: that's
0: funny so how, how hard is it to, for you to take time off uh, musically like if you need to tell the guys like hey man i need to do this i have this going on like what is that how hard is that come with all of you trying to push towards. You know, getting more tour days, getting this album out, recording, you all know this stuff. Like, what's it like when you you try to ask for something like that? Is it hard? Are do you? Do you have to go a lot into the, from the future? I guess. Oh yeah, I, no. Like, you're talking about like working with my band or working with a job? with your band.
2: Okay, with my band. Um, I mean, well, with the beauty of like cell phones and all these like crazy apps, like it's so easy to stay in the contact now. It's so like I mean, if we have things going on, it's it's easy to talk to each other and communicate. I think communication is like a big saving grace for ghost native is like, it's so easy to talk to each other and coordinate and play. We use this this app in our phone called band and uh, Pretty pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, it's got, it's got a messaging service. So you can talk to each other and have like, it's almost like a little mini forum when you talk to each other and you can post links and stuff like that. But it also has a calendar. You can put in like dates for shows and, or like if we, let's say somebody has like a wedding or something to go to, will you just book that in there and say, Hey, yeah, don't, we're booking it as a blackout date so no one you know i mean that way everyone's schedules are are awesome you know what i mean you don't have to scramble we also don't play shows that aren't like at least a month out so that way people yeah. have time to plan and they you know. yeah exactly that makes
0: sense so you keep mentioning your girlfriend mm-hmm. when i talk about like free time and stuff yeah in, in what way does this Affect relationships, not necessarily just this relationship, but the relationships you've had. You've been doing this since you're 15. Yeah. And what way does you being a musician affect your relationships?
2: Uh, well, fortunately, with I mean, with Taylor, which I mean, I didn't mention her name till now, but yeah, um, she's very, she's a very open-minded girl, which is awesome. Like, she's not. I mean, like any relationship, everyone has their issues and problems and stuff. But I mean, for the most part, like we just make it work. It's been awesome. Like, it's not. It's not something where it's, like, we have to fight tooth and nail about stuff. It's, okay, you're you're busy, I'm busy, and that's okay. Like, we just make it work when we can.
0: Okay. Do you think that you could date somebody in your line of work, like another musician? Like, eh,
2: I don't know. I think, uh, generally speaking, I feel like a lot of, like, female musicians, like, part of their draw is that they're attractive. And I'm not saying every female musician is like, oh, man, that's a babe, but... It'd be, it'd be, I'm not like the jealous type, but it's...
0: I don't know. One of my favorite musicians is uh, Sarah Carellis, and I'm not attracted to her at all.
2: <laughs> well, like, I mean, like I said, it's not, it's not an absolute, but for the yeah. most part, I mean, a lot of a lot of bands or a lot of musicians, like, draw if it's like a female performer. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, definitely. You know I mean? yeah, yeah, I it, it definitely that, helps. Right, your
0: Hayley Williams and like, yeah, things like, like
2: that. Or, or whatever. I mean, even in, like, country music, there's, like, you know, some of the country stars, and they're good looking, you know? I don't yeah, really fuck really with country, but...
0: right
2: Right. no uh i don't know i mean it'd be cool because it's like someone who's you have that part of the brain that you guys connect with where you're like okay uh we're musicians so we understand like maybe the business aspect or like what is marketable a draw what kind of things like are appealing to us as far as music but i think it would be i think that kind of schedule would be a lot harder and then how do you make it not competitive you know what i mean it's like I think, yeah. I think every I mean, music, like, no, I mean, I mean, you could,
0: like, I know, like, uh, another <laughs> one of my favorite musicians, Max Bemis, would say anything, yeah. his wife has her own band, what they do is they try to always, like, put each other on each other's tracks, and, and oh, yeah, I mean, that would be, in an ideal world,
2: that'd be how it should be, you know, and yeah. especially, you know, if you, if you love somebody, then, yeah, you wanna, you wanna see them do well, and not terrible, but, I don't know, I think, I think every musician, like, no one says it, but, like, there's gotta be some points where you like you see bands and you're like, how is this band? Like I, I'll put them on blast. I don't care, dude. I prevail. I don't know how that band got fucking big. I don't know what they did to get that stuff. But I, like, I have like a low key like jealousy of that band being as big as they did for like what they did. Really? And they're like, you know, they're originally based out of Michigan, and it's just like it's weird to me to like how you know what I mean. It's like I think I think every <laughs> musician has like that one band where they're like. Why is this big? Why is this relevant? You know what I mean? But, right. yeah. you know what I mean?
0: Again, it goes right back to Nickelback. you, said. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> they're probably the number one hated band. Well, I know about,
0: jo- Josh hates uh, Twin Pilots. Pilots.
2: Oh, pilots. Uh, I think uh, I don't really fuck with that band, but I know a lot of people are like, some people really like them, some people really hate it's them.
1: It's just, so. it's just, this shit's just so, like, it's like, I get it. I get yeah. You guys are this, like, cool, like, hip-hop white guy duo. like, but fucking chill out a little bit.
2: Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It is what it is, you know. Uh, Another band that I see that's real big now, too, a lot of people are going crazy for the 1975. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I never, like, I jammed a couple of songs just to see what they are about, but I never got, like, onto that train. And again, I'm not, like, sad on them or anything. I just just know that's, like, a a big band
0: right now. In your music career, what's the worst trouble you ever got into? Um, Either on stage, at a venue, on the road, or maybe you did something in your music that came back and brought you in your ass?
2: Uh, well, I mean, I think with us being older, like, we just, if you have, like, a harsh opinion, we just usually keep it to ourselves. Or, you know, there's bands that <laughs> we call it punishing, like, you know, or if... if- the way you like, get around it so you don't offend anyone, you call everyone a Frank Castle because, you know, he's yeah. the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, so we're like, oh, that person's a real Frank Castle, you know, and then people don't really know what you're saying. So now you, anyone who's listened to this knows the little inner secrets of ghost <laughs> name. Yeah, Punishers. But, um, I mean, I don't, I don't think, like, we've been in some crazy trouble. Most, almost every show we ever play, something shitty happens, like, you know headphones get broken or like we get a flat tire or like the van doesn't start or whatever a string breaks like it, you know you're always going to have something like I always like tell people I'm like there's like a dart board and there's a list of problems you just throw a dart and that's something's going to happen eventually at that point but I think like that's another thing that's been cool to go say is that we haven't we haven't run into like knock on wood we haven't ran into any crazy issues where it's like man this is devastating to us you know I mean like right. I live with Mike, who is in convictions, and like their first big day out on the road after they got signed, they got their van broken into. Yeah, that's one of the
0: things you talked to us about on on the first episode, actually. (laughs) Right.
2: So, yeah, I mean, that's something like we haven't had anything crazy like that happen to us, which, you know, we're thankful for. But, yeah, I I can't imagine being in a situation like that, you know?
0: Um, When you, I know you said you started playing when you were 15. Yeah. Was that something that you had done put a lot of thought into beforehand? Because I know, like, I wanted to play guitar when I was a kid. Uh, I have much fatter fingers than you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe you can play bass then. You know. I mean, (laughs) I had I had a couple of guitars, but like it never. I even tried to take lessons in college, and I just couldn't. I couldn't do it. So what? When? How long were you wanting to play guitar before you actually picked it up? Well, I think I was probably like
2: fourteen so, like the year before I actually got a guitar and got it. But I was like really getting into um uh like well thrice is like my favorite band but i was really into their illusion of safety album and that was like that was like the the get me into like playing was uh, another big influence for me at the time to make me really want to like play guitar and like check out being one in like a metal band or just a band in general was like um as like dying was like a big gateway band for me that that album uh frail world's collapse that is like my that was like my gateway metal Album. So, yeah. at,
0: at that point in your life, would you say that those things were your inspiration to to get into what you do now? Oh yeah, they are definitely
2: my drive to, to push me into like, okay, let's let's see what playing guitars is like, and let's see what being in a band
0: is like. Well, before you got like before you started listening to them, before you got in your head that you were going to be a musician, what was your dream job as a kid? I wanted to be a fighter pilot really yeah i i thought that flying would be sick
1: <laughs> honestly so today yeah i
2: this was like dude awesome. being a fire but like I it's
1: because we watch SWAT well
2: i mean swatcats are sick <laughs> but no uh i remember like i used to be like oh man it would be sweet to like fly and like you know whatever like i never thought about like oh man i want to be in a dogfight and kill somebody but yeah just like being a pilot would have been sick and then i remember uh it was like eighth grade or something you take one of those aptitude tests or whatever and they're like, okay, let's see what jobs you're good for. And mm-hmm. one of the ones that came up was fighter pilot. And I was like, well, this is, this is a sign from the, the fictional god, you know. It's right. I should definitely be a fighter pilot. So. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Would you still do it? I, I would, but I don't know if you can now. I think you have to have, like, well, I can. not I don't know if I can because I think you have to have, like, really sweet vision. Really? You do. And I, yeah, mm-hmm. I have I, dog shit vision, so that <laughs> <laughs> sucks. So see like, I, my brother got all the good vision in the family. I don't. I'm supposed to wear corrective lenses but I don't. So Yeah, glasses are for Dweeves. Yeah, but being a Dweev is cool now, you know? This like is
1: that's true. So that is true. Yeah, we're on top now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's it is what it is. If you could okay, so maybe not fighter pilot, but if you could switch to any career, um, like not musically, and you could just pick up and start doing any career, what would you do?
2: Um, well actually this adds under my busy schedule after the beginning of the year. I'm I'm trying to go get my real estate license. I've always ever since I was a kid, I was always into like architecture and homes. And I always thought that like, you know, going into people's houses, like, oh, well, this is a nice home or like, Oh, what could you do to make this house look different or a bit, but then, you know, when you get older, you realize that there's a career yeah, where you just sell people homes and I don't know, I I've, I've always been like a, like a closet fan of real estate. I don't know why, but it's just always been something that I've liked. I
1: always wanted to get my license too. Cause I like, it's, I like the way houses look. Yeah. Some, like, there's so many different kinds of houses. Yeah, house exactly. Like, Learning learn a lot of stuff is cool. Different
2: styles and everything else.
0: So. I've always considered it. like It's something that people always have told me because I'm a very... Selling personality, like I can sell things. I can well, talk yeah, to people. What you do for a living? So. Well, yeah. Well, people always told me that too. And then, I, like, I was like, I don't know anything about houses. I don't. But I also said I don't know anything about cars, and now I sell cars every day. Right? You know, so, like,
1: like, do you guys want to go take this test together? We all become real like, <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> Oh,
2: is it Honduras or whatever yeah. the, the school? Um, you guys can come with me.
1: Hell yeah! Well, I'll just uh, we'll we'll start a firm right room.
0: I I, I do <laughs> honestly, honestly, in all honesty, if sales stays my trajectory i did like i have been considering heavily transitioning into real estate i, I mean that's really the next
2: step H- mm-hmm. cars and then you're just selling the american dream really cars <laughs> yeah and then houses. yeah
1: eventually
0: yeah. he'll be selling kids yeah <laughs> <There you go. laughs> cars houses bring your seamen you i'll get you out. <laughs> for sure oh, are okay. yeah. okay, you barren. i got you dude <laughs> just stop on by. um okay so would you recommend like, picking up music to, to maybe somebody younger or, like, a, a family member?
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think they do a lot of studies on it. and you know, they, I mean, there's... Obviously, it's stats and some stuff on the Internet. It's just, like, people just... You can look at two arguments for anything, and some people are going to say this is terrible and this is good. But I, I haven't seen any studies or anything that said, like, getting children involved in music at an early age was a deficit. It's always been a positive.
1: So I definitely would recommend... Like, I mean, I have, like,
2: my my nephew he's going to be three later this year so i mean i'm definitely as soon as i can like as soon as he can start talking i want to get him behind an instrument just because it's like you know it's my nephew so i want to see him do cool stuff oh yeah be the cool uncle but at the same time i just feel like you know they there's studies out there that show that like that's awesome for a child's brain and everything else so
1: no, like what about adults? Oh, cause I always think about like getting into learning how to play keyboard because like I took some basic keyboard stuff in high school, so like I know a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like I know how to read music because we were in choir. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm with you
0: actually. Bought a I,
1: yeah, was. I always think like I should learn how to play like piano, and then I I start like start doing something, and I'll stop. Like, is it like is it too late to learn an instrument, or am I just being lazy don't <laughs>
2: I think I'm definitely a case of lazy athlete. I'm not, <laughs> I think I think anybody like it's just a, the restrictions you put on it are in your own mind. You know, if you just say "fuck it," this isn't for me, then it's not for you. But if you want it hard enough, you'll get it. You know. I think it's with enough. everything, it, especially art. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I used to before I ever like was real into music. I used to like paint and draw and stuff like that, and I wasn't like super sweet at it, but I I was decent. And I it's just I moved over to a different form of art. You know what I mean? Right, a different form of. Expression. But you can pick that, that up at any time. I mean, some people you know there's no like age limit to like when you can do something and I think that's a those are like the societal restrictions where people are like like you know I'm gonna be 30 in like a year and people like what are you doing in the local band still it's fun to me I enjoy it you know what I mean obviously we we don't want to be like we'll get to a point where like that's the goal for Ghost Native is to get to a point where like we're touring full-time you know but yeah I mean I I still I mean I still enjoy what I'm doing and at the end of the day that's all that matters to me so
0: if you could open for anybody, who would it be?
2: Uh, who, like, are you saying, like, from a business point or just in general? Because, like, if I could. I'll take both. Okay. I mean, if I was. I would open for somebody like like Slipknot or something just because they're so big. And that's, that would just be like a, a paycheck. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just great exposure. I don't even care if we got paid. Like, you're, we're going to get big because we tore up the Slipknot. that's what right. happened. There's right. a band from Michigan called. Uh, well, they used to be called King, and now they're King810 and they got, they got signed to like Roadrunner or something and then they did like two or three tours and then the next tour they're on they're touring with Slipknot and now they're fucking huge but they're getting they're getting huge you know what I mean that's, that's kind of my red. point so yeah. I would definitely tour with a band that was big like that because I know that the reach that we would get on that's that the fast like the fast track to exactly. getting big but if I could just tour with like a band that I wanted to tour with uh, I think I would probably tour with like uh, maybe like
0: queen probably
2: <laughs> well yeah like, like no, honestly i think i would tour like they're not even i was so of sans freddie mercury queen no no no, no, no i mean like the, okay no if i could just tour with anybody be, yeah, queen. yeah nah i feel you on that that's <laughs> like you know they're they're, they're oh i'd, I'd like, be at that fucking show yeah that's yeah. like you know that's a fucking legendary band that'd be sick like yeah. it wouldn't be about the reach it's just oh, okay dude I, I, tour I with Queen. Tour with queen. yeah that's, that's exactly, a life experience exactly exactly yeah. so that'd be that'd be sick right Definitely. But, um, whether, whether you could do it or not. I mean, you know, because some bands aren't, aren't even around anymore. But, I right. mean, I went with them if I could, you know. Oh, yeah. to Defy physics and
0: everything else. <laughs> so, would you, would you do it all again? Pursuing music and everything? If you had to go back and maybe say, well, maybe, like, I could do art instead. Would you still pick music? I think so, but if I
2: could do it all again, but have the mind that I have now and just put that in, like, a 15-year-old version of me, I think... It'd be sweet because then I probably would be like signed and touring and doing all kinds of crazy I would have been doing all this stuff when I was like 18. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
0: if it makes you feel, if it's like any consolation at all, that is pretty much what everybody says when I ask that question. Like, oh yeah, but if I knew what I knew now, like, yeah. yeah. Well, hindsight twenty twenty. So yeah, 20, exactly. so I mean, if you knew it all, then you'd be set. So that's pretty much all I have as far as like music goes. Okay. Uh, at this point, we always just start asking you kind of more fun questions right. to get in your head. Uh, so Josh leads this one Alrighty.
1: So tell me about your first kiss.
2: Oh man! Uh, <laughs> actually, it's funny. I had a conversation with um, Taylor about this, and I was like, I wasn't trying to look like a badass or nothing, but my first kiss—I actually got two. Uh oh. Um, nice. It, well, two it sounds—it sounds cool, but it sucked
0: because because one was a dude. <laughs> no,
2: no, not, not that bad. No, no, uh, no. It was I was in like second grade, I think. Yeah. And. Uh, this girl that I had the hots for, uh, you know, I was like, man, I really, I'm, I'm whatever, I'm just bull, bullshitting and like, yo, I want to kiss, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, she had this really super ugly friend <laughs> that was into me. And the agreement was, okay, well, if you kiss. Why my, was our first
0: kiss the same?
2: <laughs> she, that was yeah, fine. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> so the agreement was, okay, you kiss my super ugly friend and then I'll give you a kiss right after. And I was like. Fuck it, alright. See, so yeah. You, know, you got lucky because <laughs> in my situation, I had to date the ugly friend. To, no, oh, no, see, know. no, it was mine. Was, it was just, alright, you give her a kiss and then I'll give you a kiss. I'm like, so I got two technically, and it sounds cool on paper. It's like, yeah, you kiss two girls this first time, but one of them was butt ugly. Like, okay, so you kissed two girls. Yeah, so that was my, that was, my, that was you were, my, I mean, you were seven. That was
0: my, yeah, that was my first and my second kiss all in one. Hell yeah. Uh, actually, there is, I lied. There's one other question I want to touch on with music. You are missing part of a finger. Yep. How does that affect you?
2: Um actually it's weird because when it happened I was like man dude I don't want to not play music anymore like I want don't I almost feel like it made me push harder. How old were you when it happened? I was 18. Okay. So yeah I was like um, yeah it was 8 years ago. It's on your left hand? It's on my left hand yeah which is my fretting hand. Okay.
1: So. The most important hand for guitar. Exactly guitar. yeah. <laughs> which,
0: and that's weird because I play bass you know which is way bigger than a guitar so It's something honestly that I forget about. Like especially because like when I see you, you're playing guitar. I don't think about most people not having a finger. Most people don't notice. A A lot of my coworkers and stuff like they don't
2: even. Sometimes I forget, dude. Like I'll just be doing something. I'm like, oh yeah. Forgot. Just, oh yeah, I have, I have two pinkies. Yeah, they're hanging out. No, yeah, it's it's just like it's something like I said. I just never let it get in the way, so I just don't even think about it. Like no.
1: if you if you do this box thing, you have know, like a Ninja Turtle hand.
2: Yeah, or it's like a it's like a permanent shocker. You don't have to <laughs> you can just, you can just go, you
1: know. That's the uh, it's the assassin's finger, right? Like you you could Yeah, blade. Yeah, like you were born to be an assassin. Maybe maybe
2: that's all right. Maybe I don't want to be a firefighter. I'll be an assassin, and I'll use this. The finger to shank people
1: just etsy over here do you
2: have a name for it no i never i never got around to that that's i never got the hype for like naming appendages and i never got around to like naming my dick i know a lot of people that's like well what's your dick name i never did that i, I don't have a dick name either yeah so <laughs> it is it is what it is hmm. scooter does chael's like hmm, name, <laughs> was about four years old was, i had a name from the beginning i to call it
1: something yeah yeah mm. so no it's, it's just, got it's got a name dude i tell you guys.
0: All right, so let's say tomorrow you get abducted by aliens. Okay. Okay, and they, they strap you up. They haven't hurt you, but your your eyes are covered. You're on your way to outer space. What are you hoping happens next? Uh,
2: Best case scenario, I hope that they're like, they ask me what I think would make the planet great, and I'm going to tell them to just get rid of all the money on the planet and all the debt, and then <laughs> that would be it. That'd be my best case scenario. How can we
0: improve this piece of garbage planet? And I would just say, let's go ahead and get rid of money. So let's, let's say that they tell you, we want you to entertain us, give us music. But you have to stay here. Would I have you to stay it? on their spaceship? or on no, their planet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I probably have <laughs> to
2: look at whatever their instruments are to offer. I mean, maybe figure something out. They, I mean, no, they,
0: they brought your instruments. Oh, okay. And uh, you're also welcome to play whatever you want there. Okay. You are the only musician. Uh, I'll,
2: I'll do my best, man. I'll try, <laughs> I'll try to, These I, are your people, man. Dude, I don't know. I might have to get them hooked on Nickelback. I don't know, just, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I think I think that level of... Well, bad, that's the easiest thing. I mean, yeah, and that level of bad needs to transcend dimensions and stuff for sure. Yeah. I think other I think dimensions <laughs> need to
0: know how bad we fucked up here. With well, that, yeah, so. I guess if, if the universe had a common enemy and it was Nickelback, then maybe we could all finally come together. Right. That's defeat Nickelback for sure.
1: <laughs> Jesus, no. Uh, what is your favorite dessert?
2: Um, When I was a kid, I used to like really like German chocolate cake.
1: That's a good choice.
2: Which, I mean, it's like it's kind of basic if you think about it, but I mean, it's awesome. But like, you know, I like coconut or whatever, but I mean I think now, I don't know, I, I don't sweets as hard as i used to like when i was like i just ate so much when i was a kid but now it's like when you tone it back you know like I'll mess with like some flan or like mm. i don't know maybe like i mean there's a lot of sugar and stuff in like apple fritters but i mean they're just i just don't like the grossly sweet stuff anymore you know okay do you do you ever bake anything no i I can't either. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm that's, that's a skill. Like baking is just like it, people are like, "Oh, it's so easy." But I'm "Well, like, baking, uh,
1: baking, cooking is easy. Baking's a science. Like baking yeah, is is chemistry." I can't.
2: I can't. Like
0: I, I'll I'll cook every once in a while. That's fine. I'm like, but yeah, I don't
2: really bake.
0: Um, what uh, What do you eat on the road? What's your favorite thing? Like when you're on the road and you're going where? Where do you think? of, am like, man, I hope they have.
2: Oh, dude, uh, that's the one of the sweet things about being on the road is like uh, we just try and check out places like if you're going if you're touring or you're out on the road like even not touring like if you're on vacation or whatever and you're eating at fucking McDonald's and places that you can eat in your hometown you're fucking up like you need to go ask somebody local or like when we go to a venue we always ask the local bands are like yo dude what's sweet to eat around here like that's so you, what I always do in, and, in a
0: hotel yeah. I ask the people when I'm leaving I'm like where can I go I so that I won't have out?
2: and I guess yeah exactly I don't, I, I don't want don't tell me fucking Applebee's don't talk like that shit's everywhere dude like I don't want that shit I want the sweet
0: shit that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean and, and you, go to a, you go to a place called, like, Fitz's, and it's just Applebee's, but with a different... Name. With the, yeah, it's there for...
2: No, I think, fortunately, we've uh, we've avoided that. Um, I guess it's it's kind of a chain now, but whenever we go down near, like, Columbus, dude, I love Cane's, dude. I fuck with Cane's so hard. What, what is the, it? They have, like, that... It's, like, chicken or whatever, okay. but it's, like, Oh, yeah, I know what like, it is. Yeah, yeah. dude, Cane's is fucking awesome. I love yeah. Cane's. Yeah, uh, Taylor always, like... She always busts my balls. She's like, all you eat is chicken and carbs. And I'm like, it's a
0: great way to live. I don't understand what's (laughs) what's the problem here. So yeah, Keynes is right up my alley in that aspect, you know? If you were going to go on a, uh, like a superhero ride along, kind of like shadow somebody with like superpowers, maybe from an anime or comic book or something, who would you pick? Um, well, definitely not Batman
2: because I fucking hate Batman. I've never gotten in the hype with Batman. I know a lot of people. (laughs) let's hope Flip's not
0: listening yeah no, yeah. I always make
2: fun of him whenever I see him I'm just like I always thought Batman was a puss like he just he was rich and that was his skill and I was like nah that's garbage like wham, my parents are dead and I'm rich (laughs) so definitely not Batman I can be passionate about that but um I don't know I always thought uh I know i was like cyclops just because he had laser eyes like i always thought that was sweet oh yeah <laughs> so i probably
0: just shadow him around yeah and, well.
1: and he's the leader of the x-men mm-hmm.
0: right exactly no, i just i mean he shoots lasers out of his eyes that's sick and he really he generally he's only using up to like 10 of his power right exactly yeah. so he, i mean he holds back and he's still bursts, yeah he's so.
1: isn't, isn't he like a he's an alpha level mutant like which is like a super high mm-hmm. yeah yeah
2: that's sick yeah he's pretty so i would probably follow him
1: around. Hey, I mean, watch that dude like this boss reign around just be a dickhead to people. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, fuck, if you want to see him mad, he just take his like little visor off and just ruin the world. I so. You're probably not going to
0: have a good time with him, though. That dude's always sad. Well, I mean, I can relate, so <laughs> maybe maybe we'll get along Maybe great. you guys can play some music. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be a dude sorry. Just let it out on a, a fucking given keyboard, and you guys just have a jam session. Uh, for sure!
2: I'll be like, yo, dude, uh, can you shoot my other finger even? Like, just shoot it off. And
0: we'll... and he's just. I like, perfect. He's like, these eyes mm. are <laughs> on fire.
1: You know, his, you know, this not power fire based. Don't say that. No, I, I know. I'm just saying. You don't, don't misappropriate. Oh, uh,
2: you we go. done it now, dude.
1: Can of worms. Uh, what are you listening to right now?
2: Um. Actually, um, this year is like there's been a lot of good albums that came out this year. But uh, Thrice's new album was awesome. I was really excited to check that out. Um, Silent Planet's new album I've been listening to a lot of. Uh, the new era is really good. Obviously, I bump our own music. I'm I'm not even ashamed to admit that. Like, right. I don't. I'm not gonna go to like a house party and be like, hey, check out this band. But yeah. I did. You know, I have to listen to our music because it's crunch time. You yeah, know? I mean, we listen to our podcast. Exactly. So. You want to, you critique yourself, and mm-hmm. like, if you're not, then again, it goes back to being like the difference between someone who just plays an instrument and being a musician. Like, you're gonna you need to. I need to be my hardest critic. Otherwise, right. like, I'm not going to make anything good. You know? Yeah, and, my, and
1: plus that way, like, if you're already judging yourself that, to that level, like, nothing anyone says to you is, like, going to make you feel bad. But, like, Oh, it
2: still does. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, oh, really? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm just, like, I always have to, like, I like to hear what they have to say. And, I mean, obviously, I, you don't have to agree with it. But, I mean, right. it's still, like, that, dude, you, I put my heart and my soul into this. Like, we've been working on this for, like, a year, you know what I mean? Like,
1: So do you take it all a grain of salt, though, too? Like,
2: oh, yeah, I mean, you have to. You're, like, that's the thing. If you're one of those musicians where it's like. Someone's like your band sucks, yeah. Like fuck, dude, that sucks. That's what's sucks. But at the same time, it's like you never. Well, but you what can you these do? Roles exactly. Exactly. But at the same time, it's like what can you do? I mean, if they don't like your music, they don't like your music, and that's yeah. And I'm very adamant about. I mean, like I said, dude, I I don't fuck with it, I Prevail. I think they fucking suck. But I
0: honestly almost I I welcome negative feedback as long as it's really negative feedback, like honest negative feedback like you don't like my stuff i want to know you don't like my stuff yeah because not everybody's going to like what i'm doing oh yeah I not mean, everybody's going to like what i write and i want to hear somebody who doesn't like it so i can say okay this person doesn't like it because of that and that kind of helps the people that do like your music it, yeah it i mean it's the
2: same with it's the same with like publicity though like i mean if people if people are online or whatever and they're just just ripping your shit apart like they're still talking about you they're still putting your name out there you know what i mean so like
0: any the public press, press
2: is bad for us. Exactly,
1: exactly. So yeah, because for the for the you know for somebody who doesn't know, you, you get on Reddit and see somebody just raging against Ghost Native, and then like me, I'm like, oh, who the fuck's Ghost Native? Right. Yeah. Type it in a, like as a YouTube hit for you or a Google hit for yeah, you guys. No, because then
0: it's a conversation at the bars like, oh, did you see that crazy conversation about fucking Ghost but, Native you know, that yeah. Well, I mean, that's all. People just love gossip. That's what mm-hmm. it is. I mean, yeah. I, everybody in It's true. It's all,
2: I I've said that. I'm like, man why do I care about this stuff? It's so fucking interesting. To me. But, but well.
0: yeah,
1: I always, I know, I that was weird too. Like you know, because. It it's always amazed me that when people do like cause a giant uproar like that like on, on Reddit or on any kind of social media, and you see, like, that, that all that makes me just like I just Google everybody involved, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes yeah. like the thing that they're raging against, I become a fan of. Was, yeah, I'm just like you just gave them a fan. Like, you, are you give, like and if, if I'm a fan, like you probably gave them a ton of fans. Right, like, like, for you, sure. You gave yeah. them so much like see, you gave them so much extra reach that they didn't have before you. So, like, you, I think you really do kind of owe a lot to your haters in this uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, this like
2: Joe, I mean, if people are talking about you or it's good kind or of bad, like, it's still publicity. Especially if it's, dude, if it's on social media, like, that's free advertisement. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, we all know, dude, Facebook makes you fucking pay for advertisement now, which fucking sucks ass. Yeah, that's true. So, I wish that company would just burn into the ground, but it's not going to happen because they're fucking huge. But... <laughs> Yeah, they. That's how they. You know, it's a. It's free social media. Yet, if you have any type of business account on there, or like you know whatever, you have to pay for your promotion. That's, mm-hmm. So now, if you can get it for free anywhere, like take it's, it, it's an advantage. You yep. know I mean? That's something I talked to Mike about. With you know, they turned their bad situation of like you know their their band like their band getting stolen and everything else. That was like he's like that was the best worst thing that it could ever happen to them. Yeah. They were a new band just getting out there and there was a ton of free like publicity and press from that from mm-hmm. like all the venues and all the other bands that were there that were like sharing like yo these guys got you know yeah I mean, it's
1: a silver lining exactly
2: yeah. so I mean and now they're they're probably in a better place now than they were then you know just because like they got everything taken care of and they got all that free publicity yeah
0: I mean obviously it sucks like I know they had like personal things that they could never get back yeah, but, yeah. but at the same time like if they're looking at the silver lining like, like Josh said like at least they got people who maybe never would have listened to them now or 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 help them out you know exactly and that's uh, oh there's a statistic I read on that
2: where they're saying um restaurants and all this stuff. it's the same way if someone if someone has a good experience or a bad experience at a a restaurant or if they enjoy a band or whatever if you post it on a media of any type it's going to reach 80 to 100 people Mm -hmm. So I mean that's something to consider you know yeah so we I mean I think being a musician, like being a musician, that is like a walk on eggshells type of thing. So if you're one of those bands, it's like, if you're an asshole, like people are going to know Yeah, about
1: it. it's like, yeah, it's, and, it's, and it's marketing in general too. Like now with the way, like we, we as people and as consumers are constantly marketing things all the time. Like we're all always marketing something whether we know it or not. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a marketer's dreams. You look at these um, people who get creative. Like we got Arby's recently. like yeah. like all of Arby's, like, like the last six months for their, uh, all the advertisements have been like fantastic
2: yeah are you talking about where they like take their boxes and come, and come up, up and, and like yeah they, yeah and they it's bullshit cool yeah it's i mean it's i'm like man that's cool somebody's like kind of like, yeah, like
1: they did they did show recently for yeah, exactly like, they did then, Vol- that's Voltron. the thing i
2: it's a lot of stuff it's weird with um i have like a bittersweet feeling with like nerd like being a nerd being cool now because yeah. I was talking to a co-worker of mine about this with gaming, and I, I just feel like this generation of gaming is dog shit. Especially with, like, the microtransactions and everything else, but Final Fantasy used to be a niche game. That was a fucking awesome game for, like, if you were, like, a diehard nerd, you're like, this is sick. And if you were, like, you know, someone who just like shooters or whatever, like... You didn't fuck with that. You are like, That's
1: that's a gay game. I don't play that. You know. Yeah. And now
2: the new one. Like I don't know if you guys have played Fifteen at all yet. I'm but,
1: I'm uh, about halfway through it. Okay. Yeah.
2: I've I've been playing it too, and I like it, but it's so dumbed down. It's so streamlined, and I well, hate it's,
1: it's. Yeah. They they they, did, they made a big deal about them not making like it's like it's not a classic Final Fantasy experience. Like, right. This is a game for fans and for first timers. Like this is what, right. like, we're we're taking it in a new direction because. When they tried to do that like they made fantasy like 13 was supposed to be like a, a more of a classic experience and those games were fucking dog shit like thir- the 13 and it's two sequels were fucking yeah, hot huh? hot horseshit yeah. so yeah, i mean it makes i mean it makes sense but yeah i understand what you're saying like no. there's like that the ownership we stay over certain things like oh like oh it's a dirty like that's super nerdy like like all this playing lost odyssey over right. Xbox Live chat, like yeah. all this, like it's not a multiplayer game.
2: Yeah, it's
1: strictly a single player game. And there's like four or five of us in a party chat, just all talking about playing. Like we're all at like the same part of the game. Yeah. And, like, like Mac has a variant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a game. I mean, it, it, that's essentially the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah exactly. But my, like I said,
2: my point with like, I just hate that. Like, it's cool. Like it's cool. You know, before being a nerd, people were like, "Oh man, this person's like you're social outcast." Now it's cool, but it's almost. It's become so mainstream that it's not, it's lost its luster to me at the same time. And then also it's like, there's no, there's no like sense of entitlement with it anymore because everyone's everyone's fucking nerdy now. So it's like, okay.
0: You know what I mean? Do you, what do you, so like, I know like you keep talking about nerd, like people used to think like nerds are kind of weird. I want to know what's your weirdest habit?
2: Uh, I used to, I used to like bite my nails like all the time. But I I like kind of broke that. That was probably my weirdest habit that I had. Me too. You know, I used to like just like chew on my nails, which is disgusting. Hard, hard one to break. Yeah, man. no, I did that for like 12, 13 years. And then I just, when I started working at Libby, I just stopped. Like probably because I had to wear gloves and shit all day. But I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done doing this. And I just stopped. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was
0: it. Well, I think that's all the questions that we have for you. But the last thing we always ask is, do you have any questions for us? I mean, where do
2: you guys see yourselves, you know, with this? I know this is something that's taken off. You guys have, you have this and you guys have nerves at a sound table. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it was weird. I mean, to me, it was weird to see that. I'm like, oh man, they're even taking this seriously. Like, you guys had like a, you guys crowdfunded this and everything else. So mm-hmm. It's cool to see that it's, it's actually taken off. But where do you guys see yourself going with this?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was.
0: We get this question so many times now because yeah. when we ask this at the end, like that's usually the question that we get. So like yeah. we were taking turns going first. The, oh.
1: Yeah. Okay. No. So um. Yeah. It's like we we worked. It was. I don't know. I guess like like having a podcast has always been something I wanted to do, and I wanted it since I started listening to podcasts back in like two thousand six, two thousand seven when yeah. Kevin Smith first started and Chris Hardwick first started. And all those shows were, like, in their infancy. Um, I was like, man, these are fucking cool. Like, I want me and my friends to be able to do this kind of thing. This is is fucking great. There's a bunch of people, like, talking about nerdy shit or, like, talking about things that they care about. And, you know, so finally, like, you know, I went through some hard times with my job. Like, and essentially my job just ceased to exist one day. So I was sitting here with Joe and I was like, look, if I have to be on unemployment, if I have to do, like, if I have to, like, do shitty, like, odd jobs to make money... Like at least let's make this thing happen.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is your ghost needed basically. You got your dream, and you're trying to follow it. And so Joe's
1: like, "All right, like I got your back. Like we'll fucking do it. Like let's let's fucking do it." So we started the crowdfunding. We got maybe half the money we needed, if that. And we're like, "Fuck it, we'll make it work." Yeah. So we like we took we took that like six hundred dollars. I took my credit card and like we bought sound equipment. Yeah. So I mean, in that time. We've gone from people that, you know, wanted to do a podcast to people that, like, have a podcast that people are calling us, yeah, and emailing recently. us, like, to come be in our, like, in in our third bedroom, you know, so yeah. our, our studio is our third bedroom. And, like, to me, like, that's already fantastic that, that we have anybody who has enough interest to be like, I want to be on that. Yeah, right? or, I, I see the value in that. So I want to be a part of it. And I think that's really good. And I think, you know, a year from now, I'd like to be in a place where I could do this full time. Yeah. Right. Like where I could be supported by this and this could support um, itself. And I'd like, I'd like to have, like, I'd I'd love a studio, like a real studio space. You know what I mean? Like to, just, I mean, have a room. If if we had friends who wanted to record who were in bands, they could come record, you know, have just a big soundproof room and I could buy real, like, real nice audio equipment. Like, like right now I have a little third rack (laughs) mixer in my old dusty laptop. So, you know, like, a year from now, I'd like to have you know, full rack equipment and
2: yeah, some oddware gear and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, just
1: be a little more because you know this I am all learning all this as I go to, you know, so it's a lot of reading manuals in the middle of the night and like trying to night, it, Google it, searches. It, yeah, yeah, do a lot of YouTube tutorials. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm really uh it's a it's a like, it's a process and I, I like to be like it's evolving naturally but it's also evolving quickly. And I hope that we can keep that trajectory, we can keep that pace up and that we can continue to draw new listeners and keep our current listeners satisfied.
2: Yeah, and that's uh, that's the uh, advice that I can give, and I know, obviously, we're so small, but and this is advice that was handed down to me, but the minute you guys, like, you start getting sloppy or where you're just not putting it out or whatever, like, it's so easy to get sloppy and mm-hmm. not put anything out, and then people just stop listening. You have to constantly be putting music yeah. out, or, like, in your case, you guys are constantly going to be putting out episodes. Yeah, but, as long as you're consistent, people will, will subscribe, and they'll stay logged well in. Yeah. You just have to keep them plugged in because, like, people lose interest so fast. It's crazy. I mean, you got new people putting out new stuff every day. Right. So it's easy to get lost.
1: Not to, uh, you know, it's, it's like we, we are one of thousands of people who are doing this exact same thing. I mean, right. not, maybe not with this podcast, but with the other one, definitely. Like, it's all about being consistent and being heard and just trying to make sure that you stay relevant and, yeah. and that you stay engaging with your audience.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think as
0: long as you guys are, like, like I said, just putting out content, you guys will be, you'd be fine. I hope so. You pretty much covered most of the stuff that I wanted to say. Uh, I guess I would just say my biggest goal right now is self-sustenance. Like, if I can make this this support itself and, you know, it's brother and Nerds and sound table. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my goal. Like, getting to the point now where I have people I don't know reaching out to me, telling me, you know, oh, I love this, I love that you have this idea, you know, people keep telling me they think it's, like, the original, they love, that they feel like there's something for everyone on this show. Like, out of, like, the first, I think we released five episodes so far, mm-hmm. sometimes I get confused because we record out of time, but I think we released five so far, and, like, out of that, just out of those five, somebody can go on there and see something that's so different that they can listen to, like, they can relate to. Like, somebody's like, oh, maybe they don't like music, but maybe they like tattoos. Right. Maybe they don't like tattoos, well, I mean, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we had lunch before this, and that was something I mentioned when we were eating at lunch. I was like, man, it's cool that you guys are covering so many different bases, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, it's, it, like you said, there's something for everybody, mm-hmm. Which is, which is awesome
0: so like my biggest thing right now is just trying to stay consistent with marketing because i think that i mean i believe in this i believe in this idea and i want to it's all about getting it in front of people because once it gets in front of people i think that it will stay a little bit there because as long as i can get in front of them then i can keep pushing different things keep keeping them active keeping them engaged but i just need to get in front of people first and so far it's going swimmingly i mean our first episode has came out 18 days ago so if it gives you any idea, we've already recorded this is our ninth recording. Okay. Um, and we have probably fifteen things on the schedule right now. Cool. Like so there's yeah. a lot a lot happening and people we don't know. So that's my biggest thing right now is getting us a studio. Because we have people that like I respect and I've like looked at their stuff for years and are saying like, Hey, in the new year let's set something up and now I want to have a real I want to be as professional as possible. Yeah, you know I,
2: mean? I think that's a dream. You're looking at almost like it's like the musician standpoint. You're like, yeah. I want this to be as polished and as perfect as possible. I want people to appreciate this and say, "Wow, that was yeah." Like
0: and
1: that was like the reason I think the reason it took so long in the first by even get started was because like you know everyone's pressuring me to get to get going, but I was like, and I think I think now Joe especially, but everybody else has an understanding of why. Like I am a bit of a perfectionist, and I think it's a little, a little bit of OCD in there, you know. So like I want to put things out at a certain quality, but you know. Joe also to keep me in check, and he's like, you know, if I let you keep, you know, pushing, it's it's never gonna be perfect enough for you. So we're never gonna put anything out. So we need to, yeah. You know, we we kind of have to find a balance, and you know, he's kind of just like, just just yeah. fucking just make it happen. That's as good as it's gonna get. And just push that for now. We'll just we'll will we'll improve as we go, you know. But you know, don't don't sit around trying to chase perfection when you're it's gonna take forever. You know, we'll you never no, do anything.
2: I can totally relate because I mean, if that was the case, our album would never come out because there's always gonna be something that we're like, this could be changed, this could be better. Yeah, You gotta set a deadline.
1: Yeah, which is what we've done. I think it's, it, the thing it's kept everything, it's kept goals in check, I think it's kept a lot of like our expectations um, lofty Sorry. as they may be, it's kept, it's kept our <laughs> expectations set, yes. It does It does help set expectations, That's, uh, as ironic as that is, or punny.
0: Um, you, You're being a Frank Castle, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding god so uh obviously there's probably things you want to plug
2: oh yeah for sure uh i definitely uh, yeah, just
0: drive it all all
1: right
2: i mean it for us it's real simple uh if you want to like see what the music is that i play or you're interested in any of this um we're all over all of our social media we're all over facebook twitter instagram um we're also if you're into streaming we're on uh spotify google play all that stuff so if you're into streaming you can check us out we're on our band camp we got merchandise up there if you're interested and in stuff like that. That's you all on Ghost Bandcamp. Native. Yeah, I I mean you can just type in it. It's Ghost Native. It would be on Bandcamp or anything like that. You can if you just type in Google, Ghost Native Band. Like Oh, that's kind of the, Yeah, you're yeah. gonna get you're gonna get access to our Google, our Twitter, like our Facebook, all that stuff. So okay. just type in Ghost Native Band and I'm sure you'll find something in there that will work for us. So cool. and like I said, we're on we're on Spotify and Google Play and all that. So if you're I know streaming is like a huge thing now. So if you don't want to pay all the music is free right now. You can stream it for free.
1: Oh, yeah. Is there a place they can go to watch you dumpster your friends every weekend and uh, Mario? <laughs> oh, uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. I uh, I haven't really been. Stri- like, that's just something that I do for fun. But yeah, um, I have my own Twitch channel. It's uh, your boy Carp. It's Twitch forward slash your boy Car- But yeah, every uh, once in a while we'll get together and play Mario Party and just belate the shit out of each other. So if <laughs> that's love- something you're into. Yeah, oh, you I can, love it. You can definitely sub to my uh, Twitch channel. Like I said, it's not like I'm pumping content on there every day, but if, you, you, if you're in for a good laugh every like Friday or Saturday night, every once in a while you can get on there and watch us just belay the shit out of each other and play Mario Party.
1: It's a good time. <laughs>
2: Which is already a, like a game that just punches in itself. So. <laughs> it's just a bunch of Frank Castles. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I have been Joshua G. Justice. That's all overall social media. You can find me there. Uh, you can find Joe at... Uh,
0: you can find me on, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at Joe of the Sound. Uh, obviously, our Instagram is going to be set your expectations. Twitter is at syecast.
1: Yeah, and our Facebook is facebook.com dot slash with
0: group. We don't have a group. We well, we do have a group. We have, we're not we're not really active in it yet. Um, but what we're mostly doing is we we post all the pictures on there. Everybody um and kind of just have links to all the episodes. Yeah,
1: stuff you can just it. you can Facebook search us. We'll, we'll pop up. 's yeah, I mean, that's,
2: that's ghost native is the same way you just type in ghost native I'm sure you're gonna find us.
1: also you know if, if you do like these shows uh, show them to a friend you know word of mouth is what really drives uh, podcasts and music it's all the same so sure. if you like it tell somebody you liked it show them where it's at and put the link on their wall you know tweet it tweet at them put it on their Instagram write it down for them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Send him
0: a
1: carrier pigeon. Get a tattoo on your <laughs> neck. I don't know. You know, something just something cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. But uh, that's 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 it.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's about it. So it's been right. a great time. Thanks for coming in. Good. Cool. Everybody have a good night. Cool. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me.